It's the Capital City Podcast. I'm your host, Capital J, alongside my main man, DL Glass. And we're in the building right now. Now, this week, this day, this month, this year, we're going to talk about the sneaker game. And, of course, since we are a hip-hop show, we're not just going to talk about sneakers. We're not a sneaker show. And we're giving you our angle. Mm-hmm. And look at what the hip hop game has done for the sneaker industry. Wow. Hold on. Not this, sports. No, no, no. Hmm. Nah. Of course, you know, sports drives a lot of this. Hmm. But, but look what. <laughs> say it with your chest out. Look what hip hop has done. For the sneaker industry. Mm. Give yourselves a round of applause, hip hop. You have built an empire. (laughs) Absolutely. Now, we always like to start in the beginning, right? Of course, in the hip hop game, from, from its inception, sneakers have been present. You know. And, but hip hop didn't have a great influence outside of areas where it was happening. So people, right. you know, the converse Chuck Taylors, for example, that that a b boy would be wearing in the Bronx, you would also find on a playground in Tarboro, North Carolina. Hmm. And he didn't have that shoe on because he saw a guy do the windmill in that shoe. You know what I mean? Right. That shoe was already what it was going to be and not because of hip hop but that is a very important shoe in the in the in the grand scheme of hip hop shoe wear footwear absolutely you know what i'm saying yeah. but hip hop did not make that shoe by no means right right it was like you said it was already what it was it was already what it was on its way and going to be you know but that's a shoe that was around you saw a lot of pro kids back in the day mm-hmm. you know um Sports affiliated. Yeah, yeah. You know, and guys had shoes back even before hip-hop. You know, um, basketball players had signature shoes and whatnot. Yes. They did that thing. But in the hip-hop game, you know, the shoes that you first associated with hip-hop back in the day, of course, was, the con- you know, the ch- the Converse Chuck Taylor and, and any other high-top basketball shoe that was available at the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, you know, pro kids, uh, stuff like that. And then you fast forward a little bit and Run DMC makes a song about their Adidas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I know I skipped a whole, did I, did I skip yeah, some but, stuff in but, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I skipped the invention of the Air Force One. Oh, you see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the Air Force One is like, if you if you were my age, you know that there was a time in life when there were no Air Force Ones in the store. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, I remember when Air Force Ones were invented and they came out and you're like, oh, interesting. Three-quarter cut shoes. You know, but I never really associated, my first association with the Air Force One was not as a hip-hop shoe. Right. You know, for me, it was a high-level basketball shoe. Mm-hmm. When the, you know, when I first saw it and, and, and hip-hoppers were wearing Suede Pumas, hmm. Suede Adidas, 
sell to Adidas and the likes. Through all of that, I don't think that hip-hop's influence had done anything to the sneaker game on a national level yet. Right. Like, even those those sneakers like that were experiencing success, you know, they um, you know, it was in pockets. You know, like mm-hmm. you have little pockets areas in LA and places like that was a certain kind of sneaker that everybody's buying, that everybody wears. And uh, you know, because of I guess the the in, the genius part of it is that so Nike um started uh, wanting to produce as many shoes as possible, as cheap as possible. Produced cheap, but have the quality and be fashionable. And so in the early um, 80s that you're talking about right now, you know, one of the most popular um, shoes that I remember, um, and I can't remember what year it was. I don't know if it was eighty. I don't know what year did Terminator come out. Uh, that was probably around eighty four. Okay, maybe eighty four, eighty five, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and um, Back to the Future. Yeah, eighty four, eighty five. Okay, Nike had a presence in both of those movies. Oh yeah, but see, that's that's we're gonna get to that. We ain't made it to that area yet. <laughs> okay, you see what I'm, I'm saying? Just, we talking yeah. about yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I was gonna make a we're connection get there. because it made me think of something that you said earlier. Um, you talking about Converse, you know, it, like the inception of Converse into, or, you know, hip-hop made Converse or whatever company cooler back then because the, the acts or the rappers or the MCs might have worn the shoes. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, I think, it, you know, like when you look at how, how much genius it took for that, like what kind of groundbreaking um, you know, stuff that went on to make sure that that happened. Um, I think that um, it, it's crazy how it happened. And it because we were, as a people, I, I'm sorry for going off on a tangent, but shit, we got, make, we got content, right? <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, on a, on a, people were just, like, black people were just coming from having a knowledge of self, and it it makes me wonder, like how how did back then we get to the points of the brands controlling us when we had um, certain levels of stuff going on for ourselves back then? Why aren't there more black companies in the position that the white companies or the other companies are in now? Well, for shoes, it's it's hard. It's hard to make shoes. You know, like you see. You can right. get, you can go in your room and you can sew me a suit that I'll wear. But if you bring me some shoes <laughs> <laughs> If you bring me some shoes and you tell me you put these together but, but at your that's house, because that's because I, they I don't care who it is. I don't care who cool. it is. You tell me <laughs> It's they not it's not them. us. I don't care it could be us, them, <laughs> we or they. Whoever bring me some homemade shoes. <laughs> I mean, you see what I'm saying? I want you to think about what you're What's saying. The, that you the, the, the quality of the work that got to go into a pair of shoes. Right. Like, and you, you, if you do bring me a pair of shoes and they worth wearing, you spend so much time on them shoes. 
<laughs> that it's not even viable for you to make another pair for anybody. You see what I'm saying? You had to charge $3,000 for them shoes. Mm-hmm. But anyway, back. <laughs> I was just but back to about it. Hey, but but on the real, back in the day before before all the brands were were really you know involved in what was going on, we were promoting them for free, right? But because we didn't know we it. it. We didn't we didn't know it. And this is before right. hip hop had any influence. We go back to to that early era. And then Run DMC made my Adidas, and everything changed from that moment on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, like, it, because they had it. You know, uh, I think that it was. A, that's almost like what what was going on in music during that time. Uh, let me see, my Adidas. Well, in New York, crack was already jumping, but for the rest of the country, I wouldn't say the country had. Uh, you know, crack didn't have a hold of the entire country. Uh, AIDS was an issue, but as far as hip hop, you know, it wasn't something that I, I remember, you know, there being much, too much um, discussion about in hip hop circles unless somebody got it. You know what I mean? Mm. So I don't know what was going on. Ronald Reagan was the president. The Cosby Show was starting up. Cameo was changing their sound, you know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean this was this was going on in the world, and he was bragging about his shoes. Yeah, and he was bragging about his shoes. Right. So they talked about my Adidas. We all saw that Run DMC wore Adidas when we saw the record cover, mm-hmm. but a lot of people wore a lot of stuff on their record covers through the years. Absolutely, names. But when you when you think about before that and before hip hop, when you look at guys on. Previous record covers. Well, I don't know. Every now and then, a, a, a shoe label or something would show up mm-hmm. on a on a record cover, right? But um, a shoe brand. But um, until Run DMC, you see three guys wearing the same pair of shoes, and then they make a song about that pair of shoes, and then people start buying that shoe because this group is so popular. Mm-hmm. Think about this: Adidas got that push for nothing. Like Absolutely. Adidas didn't ask them to make that song. But they you can tell they did appreciate it though. Run DMC signed hip hop's first endorsement deal with Adidas. Looks like they actually got the deal in nineteen eighty six. Song came out nineteen eighty five, I think. Gave them a million dollar endorsement deal. Oh, maybe they got yeah, that's okay. Started in nineteen eighty six. Yeah. So Run DMC's relationship with Adidas started around 86. I don't know when they got the million, but they did. It was at somewhere after the Madison Square Garden concert in 1986 where Run told everybody to hold their Adidas up and everybody in the stands is just like, check this out. Mm-hmm. And somebody saw dollar signs. Cha-ching! So after that, you know, you had uh, Steady B talking about his felines, MC Shan talking about his Pumas, which led, like, dudes became so closely aligned with their sneaker brand at the time. Who was that? Wasn't Kumo D used to wear the that. kangaroos? <laughs> what, what shoe was that Kumo that. D used to wear? Was, uh, somebody used to wear British Knights. You know, I remember right. British Knights being big. And that was some rapper's shoe. You know, you always saw him in British Knights. He talked about British Knights. Mm-hmm. Then you had Troops, uh, uh, Stessasonic. 
right. were the troops all the time. So that brand was so associated with Stessa Sinek, it makes you wonder, did they get money for that? Mm-hmm. But if they didn't, they did a lot for that brand because I don't think that brand would have sold as many shoes had they not been the official footwear of Stessa Sinek. Hmm. What other reason do you have? I mean, you know, other than I want a pair of those. How do you know you want a pair of those? A pair of what? Troops. <laughs> I, I yeah. Right. And how long right. did it last? How do you know? Like, for real. How, <laughs> yeah. What tells you I want that shoe? The rapper. You either see somebody with it or you hear about it. Yeah. The same thing. How do you see somebody with it? And you ain't never, like a shoe, a brand new shoe company out of the blue. Like that cool ass camel smoking that cigarette. The only way to see somebody with it is in the videos and on that record cover. You see a whole group of dudes right. wearing the same shoe. Look what that did for Troop. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it was, it was short-lived. The summer that it lasted. Yeah, the summer that it lasted. <laughs> Golly, who was that that wore them British Knights? What rapper wore those? Kumo D. Kumo D. Kumo D was a British Knights guy. Okay. Yep, and it was somebody. Uh, they still got a pair. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he does. Kumo D. Brand new still in the box? He probably does. You think they turn yellow like the Jordans? I'm sure they do. (laughs) Now let's talk about Jordans and what LL Cool J did for that ugly black, red, and white Air Jordan. Right. It's a classic. It's an icon. It's also an eyesore. Yes. You know, even back in the day, you only bought that shoe because it was expensive and a status symbol. It wasn't because it was a beautiful work of art. That shoe was not good looking. It did not feel good on your foot. It didn't play basketball good. No. I had a pair. And I actually played basketball in them in the eighth grade. I begged for them expensive tail shoes. And when I did, they put the biggest, most painful blister on my big toe, man. I knew it. I was like, oh, my God, this is the worst. You ever notice you always see Michael Jordan with getting his feet wrapped or unwrapped? Terrible <laughs> shoes. <laughs> but but I will say this. No, they're not. Michael Jordan, as big as he is, you cannot deny the influence that LL Cool J wearing them on his first album cover had on the hip-hop community and their love affair with every Jordan since. And maybe not a lot of people admit to it. But I think, personally, that LL Cool J co-signing that shoe on his album cover gave an air of legitimacy that lasted forever to Michael Jordan. Drop that. This is Capital City with Capital J. That's my outrageous claim in here right okay. now. I'm glad that you said Aaron that. Aaron Jordan <laughs> would not be what they are oh my God. If, if LL Cool J had not legitimized that ridiculously uncomfortable, ugly, hard-to-maintain, expensive tail sneaker. Like, Michael Jordan was cool. Like I said, he was a cool guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was a great basketball player. Yeah. But that first shoe was an awful, terrible shoe. 
Oh, yeah, it took a lot of, the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I laugh now when I see people wearing the retro ones. Yeah, like, I'm like, what man. is going on, man? Like, you I remember, like, even when like, that shoe was out, man, for it, you knew that people were flocking to them and that people wanted them. But when you looked around, you did not see that shoe a whole, whole, whole lot. It's like, but it's like they were selling a lot. Yeah, because that's what I was going to But yeah, it's so, like, so you know they were, they were being sold. Right, right, right. But when you just look around, you just didn't see them everywhere. I'm like, well, I but mean, now, you, now, now I see them. I see them more now than I saw them when they came out. Not just the ones. I'm talking about all of them. Yeah, and then I guess, but but like Some I said, that, that, shit, that color scheme, that shit, color scheme too. Though back in the day, you, your only option was that black, red, and white. And when you got a pair, like that's a hard thing back in the '80s. To be like, man, look, like I ain't trying to be funny or nothing. In nineteen, when that shoe came out, mm-hmm. man, we just coming out of the same type of economy that we just got finished dealing with, where inflation was off the chain, people weren't making a whole lot of money, jobs you had dried up, and we're trying to get out of that. And then Nike come with a sixty-five dollar basketball shoe. That's a hard thing to sell, and it's black, red, and white. I mean, you got to well, think about the practicality. So this is the first time that something's being offered to the public that really has no purpose, that is purely for the sake of ownership, just to say you got it, because it don't yes. feel good, it don't look good, it matches nothing in your closet, and you can't even play basketball in them. So, And it's the most expensive shoe you, you can buy. Them. And you still wanted them, and they still <laughs> sold them. And you went so, and bought a fit to match. And and I'm just saying right now <laughs> that I believe the LL having him on the cover of his album had a little bit more to do with, like, because he was the only rapper that I remember wearing that shoe. I don't remember anybody else so with just, that shoe on just, at any at any you, event or or video or right. you know, and I'm sure, I'm sure somebody wore it, but I just cannot remember any other rapper. Really stepping out in public and just you know in a big fashion saying I'm these are the I'm wearing the Jordans and LL is the only one I could think of in that first from the Jordan ones because you saw LL now he get he get Jordan uh, credit. <laughs> I mean, he, he, oh, he's the reason Michael Jordan is a billionaire. Hey, I'm just saying, because he wore. I'm just saying, man, like, like I said, that's a hard yeah. sale. So, yeah. a, a, and they, yeah. a shoe that expensive, right. you know what I'm saying? A, a $65 basketball shoe that doesn't feel good, you can't play basketball in, right. that, that got some eyeball colors that don't match with everything, to sell that. It takes a lot of things in motion. And I'm not saying it was just LL, because it also takes the greatest basketball player in the world to make this work. So I'm not saying LL Cool J's influence is greater than Michael Jordan's. I'm just saying that even the yeah, great Michael yeah, Jordan yeah. needs a little bit of push to get this over. Like the black community, when the, in the early days of hip hop, we didn't have money sitting around. This before crack hit everywhere. 
It's like, so you in New York might be saying, I saw Jordans everywhere. Yeah, because you were already smoking crack and you had dudes <laughs> selling crack who could afford $65 yeah, basketball shoes. Right. Out here in the rest of America in 1985, before, right. this ain't like 1988 when everybody got Jordans on. Right. This is 1985 and crack is not everywhere. Drug money is not everywhere and the hood is struggling. And a $65 shoe that don't serve a purpose is so impractical that it's hard to sell, even with the greatest basketball player in the world behind it and the greatest MC at of the time wearing it on his cover, even then, but it but it did it went over the top. And still to this day, there's a cult, you know, it's forever. Jordan's a forever shoe. Right. So but you know the weird thing is after a certain point, yeah, you know, everybody's on the retros and they keep coming out with new ones, but it makes you wonder like, how many of these new ones are they selling? And is there a true street following for the new Jays? Like, you know. I think they're being mass produced now, and there's no creativity behind this sh- that I be seeing. Like, some yeah. of this stuff, like, okay, nobody even. Yeah, nobody. This was computer generated random shit, and nobody's gonna wear this shit. Right. Look right. at it. Right. Think about the other eyeball brands that got their turn because. Hip hop and R and B singers endorsed their brand at the time. Like, I have to say that Deodora is a brand I don't think anybody would have thought about. I thought it was big in tennis. It was big in tennis, but you know, for us to be wearing, and then that we shoe, got it. We got a hold of it, you know. <laughs> I think Special Ed used to wear a lot of Deodora stuff. Like he's showing you what this looked like, so you'll know that you want it. Right. You know, they're becoming models right. Right. for for the fashion accessories of the time. Let you know. You know you what I'm saying? Right. Like, I didn't know I wanted that. Some Cazelle glasses, they've been around forever. Mm-hmm. But at some point, they got hot in the hood. And right. Gazelles now are, you know, they're legendary. And it's a part, it's a hip hop accessory. And look what hip hop did for that brand. Hmm. So moving forward, you um, you got Steady B doing the same thing for Felas. Puma had that thing. Puma had it on lock for a long Man, time. Yeah. So I, I'm not, now MC Shan. You know he was he was jumping on the bandwagon for Pumas because Pumas, you know, a staple. Let me see. Moving forward past that, then you get to that point where the where you start to see the drug money influence in the game. And everybody just had on something different all the time. That's where the British knights and the troops started coming in. You know that yeah. you got. Dudes just coming in with sneakers. Uh, of course, uh, Bally's had a little run. Those are the side shoes. We'll talk about those later. They're not really sneakers. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> let me see. During that era, yeah, I remember uh, all the basketball shoes seemed to be hot. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like the Barclays came out with. Yeah, the, the Barclays and the, the Patrick Ewans. Yeah. Um, you know, the Jordans and whatever whatever new Jordan came out, like the first few Jordans were, were all pretty hot. Mm-hmm. But that, that second one, I don't remember a whole lot of people with that second Jordan, but that third one was insane. Right. They they stepped it up. Oh man. That did that's my favorite one. But um but yeah, you get into that era right there, man. Every time you saw dudes on TV, you saw all kinds of new footwear. You know, it was always something different. Right. You know, um, and the, and it gave a lot of brands a chance to shine. Like 
and without rappers actively supporting them. And, you know, I don't think these brands understand how important it was to have these MCs wearing their stuff in their videos because when you look back on it, like, look at Fila today. Hmm. You know? Yeah. In some, some circles, they, um, you know, Fila is still what it was. I think that um, a lot of the brands that hip-hop brought light to, it was... Um, it was a lot of them. <laughs> it was a lot of them. sneakers. Like what? Every sneaker that somebody who was popping or hot, right, had. You know that that's what the the next big thing was, or the what the big thing was. You know what's crazy though? Like how many sneakers that rappers endorsed became hot, but it took years. For sneakers that rappers made, you know, like signature brands that were made, you know, for rappers or by sneaker brands for rappers, they were always kind of unsuccessful. With Adidas, Run DMC showed up and they said, we like this shoe, we're going to wear it. And Run, and Adidas gave him some money and it was a beautiful relationship. But okay, Boom. How come you fast forward a few years um, to G-Unit, Master P, Jay-Z, when sneaker brands are willing to give rappers a chance to have their own sneaker, but these shoes don't already have a following. They can never build the same level of loyalty that the shoe that pre-existed developed when somebody endorsed it. It took a while for hip-hop to get to that. It's like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I think Reebok is a bad, uh, but in the sneaker game, it is a straight one. But yes, but when you compare it to uh, the success that Nike was having, like what did Reebok really? You know what I'm saying? Like uh, how many Reebok? Reebok Reebok was never really. I don't remember them being too invested. You know, they made what they made and right. bought it fine. But I don't remember them making. And who who really? You know, Reebok was just a staple. You know, it's like, you yeah. know, they, they, made, they that that Reebok classic was just everywhere. I think that was probably a girl rapper shoe. You know what I'm yeah. saying? If you really think about it, who made that popular? It might have been a lot of like when I think back, what I saw that on the most hip hoppers' feet, I think girls in the Reebok classics. <laughs> and it's not like it was just a girl shoe. I had homies with Reebok classics. <laughs> But but that's that's you know when I think who endorsed this in the hip hop community, I think uh, you know who would think the oh no I, I just see women I I, I see Salt Pepper and so, Roxanne Shante and like when I think Reebok Classic that's the first feminine. people that pop in my head you know what I'm saying Did you think like that back then? Um, no, I mean I I knew it was just a, a a shoe that everybody wore, but I'm just saying when I think about who really made it popular, right. I'm thinking it was it was that that girl hip hoppers of the of the late '80s that really really brought them to the in front of the camera. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not like it wasn't a classic. You know, people already wore the shoe. Always thought it shoes was a always been shoe. around. I don't think it's a feminine shoe. I'm just saying when I see <laughs> when I think hip hopper, I think you know I see salt pepper in that shoe for some right. reason. You know what I mean? So that means it's feminine. What's wrong with saying that it's a feminine shoe? Well, I don't think the shoe has a gender. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, okay. and okay. and and you know, okay. and when I would and, and and if I think something is feminine, now I would think that when somebody put it on, they're, they're you know that they're, they're wearing something feminine. But well, I don't think like that about that shoe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't. I matter of fact, I don't think anything about that shoe other than I saw it on a whole bunch of girl rappers in the late '80s. You know, and it seemed like if I blink, Ooh. I see Sweet Tea or somebody with some. With some Reebok classics on, I don't, you know, finesse and quiz, you know, you name it. <laughs> so okay, I was just trying to clarify. Yeah, you know, yeah. I always, um, yeah, but it's no knock on anybody else that want to wear them. I love them. You know, I love all Reeboks. They're the most comfortable <laughs> shoe ever made. I ain't never had none though. Me either. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> but all my other Reeboks were, with man, felt like just, oh man. Yeah, yeah the comfortable. Man. And see, that's another shoe. That shoe experienced a big, huge um, response when it came out. Everybody loved that shoe. But it wasn't because hip-hop told you to go get it. The Reebok mm-hmm. Pump was just a Reebok Pump. You know? That was years. Yeah, that was athletes sold that shoe to us. Yes, you know, absolutely. Yeah, but now you fast forward a little bit and you got shoes that aren't sneakers running in, you know, first of all, I skipped the whole era. Air Force Ones came out in 82. After all these different shoes came out and those little brands like Fila, Deodora, British Knights, and Troop, and guys like that kind of disappeared, then it seems like Air Force One just came in. Air Force One and and daggone Chuck Taylors and Shell to Adidas. It seemed like they just... Say, all right, we got this for the rest of the time. And for a long time, those were the only shoes from the era that you could still find that were always being produced. I can't ever think of a time when you could not go buy a pair of Air Force One since they've been available, or some right. Chuck Taylors, or some Shell Toes. They're yeah. always available. And they all kept up with the inflation. Yeah, but you know what? You can get all three of those shoes for under $100 still. What? All three of those shoes, either one of them, you can find for under $100 still to this day. Think about a pair of shell toes, base price about $74 or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, a pair of chucks about $45, $50. Like, these are still affordable shoes. They're classics. They've always been around. They have. You know? And... For for a long time in the sneaker game in hip hop, that's kind of all that was left, really. You know, and Jays, you always saw a lot of Jays. But when you started looking at, oh, the Nike Cortez, ooh, there was a ooh. run where the Nike <laughs> Cortez was everywhere. That's when I would say when Nelly, Nelly, and um, yeah, that I saw a lot of a lot of them in St. Louis videos. Uh, it was wearing Reebok classics um, first. Yeah, they had the Reeboks. Of course, Air Force Ones. Um, L.A., you saw a lot of Cortez in L.A. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, The Reeboks, I saw them in a lot of New Orleans video, too. Cortez was a popular shoe. Yeah, Cortez was a very popular shoe in the hip-hop world, man. You know what I'm saying? That is a classic shoe, and that's one that... That I can say he's probably been there from the beginning and just kept and maintained the presence for a long time. Like, especially when you start speaking on L.A. Like, L.A., that's a classic shoe. 
So whenever dudes were involved in the early era of hip-hop on the West Coast, you can best believe the Cortez was there. And shoot, around 2000, I remember still, you know, having a pair myself and wearing them. And they were still pretty mainstream at the time, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that shoe was big. But that's the era of the Timberland boot, too. You know, we right. start talking about shoes that aren't sneakers. That's a shoe that kind of took over the sneaker game. It ate a big portion of the sneaker game on the streets. Tim's. Yeah. Yes. You know it's eating into the sneaker game when you go out on the ball court. You see dudes out there running around with Tim's on. <laughs> and you know they're not made for basketballing. They hardly made for walking. <laughs> hardly. You know what I'm saying? Like they, and, you know. You know, it was... um. That was regional too. Yeah, you know, Tim's, life Tim's life. man, Tim's feel worse than Jordans. They yeah. them, them Jordan ones, they sold. But that's another rap rap endorsement. You know, mm-hmm. like Wu Tang, Biggie. You know their their endorsement, love of Timberland, Smith and Wesson. You know what I'm saying? You see these guys like for a long time. So many rappers like gone are the days where one MC picks one shoe, and and the next MC picked something different. Then became a time when they all got unified. Everybody had on Tim's. <laughs> you go on the West Coast, you see Exhibit and Tash and some Tim's. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like it was just a, a national phenomenon, and it, you know, it changed the shoe game for a minute. It then, really did. Yep. For a, a, a good minute. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. sneakers are still hot, but you didn't associate them with hip hop the way that you used to, uh, you know. Right. At least not the not the not any new shoe. You know, it was still the classics. Mm-hmm. Air Force Ones. You know, you think about what are, what dudes were still rapping about in two thousand. In my Air Force Ones. <laughs> in my Air Force Ones. Right. Give me two pair. You know, and that was the first time you heard a dude rapping about his shoes in a long time too. But look what happened to Air Force Ones after that. And I'm not saying Air Force One wasn't always a popular shoe. Yeah, because... It was always a huge shoe. <laughs> but, you know, that was just a little boost. The yeah. boost that it needed. It did not know. I take that back. Air Force One didn't need a boost. It didn't need a boost. But it got one. There's many legitimate Air Force Ones as they sell. <laughs> you still got a million, and billion pairs of fake ones being sold out here, too. That's how Absolutely. big a, that shoe right. is. So, you know, the Air Force One, we we in another era. We're moving on. The Air Force One goes from, from being a low-level player in the game, <laughs> a utility shoe, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, think about 1982. If you want to be fly, dudes look fly in these suede Pumas, they Clarks. But the Air Force One was like a, it was a true worker shoe. And not like you went to work in it, but it was a, it was a, it was a beater shoe almost. You know what I'm saying? Because if you got them, they last forever. And you can't tear them up. They feel all right. But when it's time to get fly, you take them off. Because, you know, we all know how Air Force Ones wear. You know, it's hard to keep them crispy. Mm-hmm. I think about it, kids today. We put on a pair of Air Force Ones. They won't even bend their feet. See them coming down the steps, looking like they got broken <laughs> ankles. What's wrong with you? I'm trying not to crease my ones. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and now this shoe has become 
the shoe in front of all the people that it waited in line behind. Finally, the Air Force One comes to the forefront and it's fighting with Timberland boots <laughs> for supremacy. But as far as the sneaker game went, Air Force One's had on lock. Then, um, who was Adidas decided, and Reebok decided to jump into the game with the S-Dots and the G-Unit sneakers. Mm-hmm. Master P tried to get in the game and make some sneakers. <laughs> right. What was his called? The P Millers. I I think so. <laughs> but you know the sad thing is, uh, and and Jordan even that's when he broke off his own brand around that time too, didn't he? The Jump Jordan Man. brand, Jumpman. You know, the, this is just Jordan brand. Oh, Jordan. It's just Jordan. Yeah. Do they and still the, do Jumpman? And the funny thing in all four of these cases, yeah, none of those shoes are really taken seriously. None of them. Like nobody, nobody taught, like they. If they were, they would have lasted. Mm-hmm. Like the G units, nobody's going back rocking the old G units. It's like it's just a, a time that came and went. The S right. dots came and went. It were hard to maintain too. They wrinkled up terribly. You know, mm-hmm. it's just a shoe that if you had a pair and warm a few times, you can't pull them back out now. You know what I mean? Oh, they never wow. got around to the second edition where it probably would have corrected all that. The, mm-hmm. the masterpiece, like really nobody. I don't know anybody with those. I can't so, remember seeing anybody with G units or S dots on each. I got a pair of G units. They were really comfortable too, you know. And that, I, to me, that was the best of all of those three. But that one didn't, you know that that era didn't last long. You know what I'm saying? Right. But um, but to me, I think I would I would guess that that was probably one of the most successful too. They might have sold more of those than the S dots, or maybe not. Could have been vice versa. Hmm. Who knows? Master P might have sold a million in his shoes a week. More than, yeah. You know? yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, I could easily see that. Considering, yeah. You know, but none of these things lasted. But then you fast forward, like, how does, when did the experiment become successful? Because that's, you know, it was an experiment. Rappers want to have their own brand, not something that already existed. Like, I can come and say, I'm going to endorse a shoe that's already made. Mm -hmm. But these are all new products. And none of them really work. And what's the difference between then and now where Yeezy can come out with a pair of shoes, like the ugliest shoes in the world. I've been waiting for you to say his name. This dude got some rubber (laughs) shoes that cost like $300. Four, what, five, six? I don't know how much they cost. But they made out of rubber. Hundreds. And I'm sorry, I just can't even get over that part. Hey, no hate. Like, I, I'm just saying. No hate. I'm just saying. We overcame. I'm just no saying. Hate. You know? I'm just saying. I got a cousin who used to like to wear Crocs. We went fishing. He stepped on a log and uh, broke his ankle in three No, nah, I didn't break oh. his ankle. The, the, the piece of the wood came up through his foot. Oh, You know God. what I'm saying? I, I mean, you know. You okay? That, yeah, he's fine. He'll be all right. But I'm just saying it speaks to, you know, I think a shoe should should be made a little tougher than hey, rubber. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, what is it? Don't, co- don't make that comparison to Ye's, okay? I'm saying don't, ye- don't make ye- that comparison. Ye's or Crocs. You don't know that. And that has not been proven. You have not shared a similar story with a pair of Ye's. Right. Or you're right. Call them. You're right. You're right. You're I right. did I did see a comparison on YouTube between the Yays and a pair of Walmart versions. You know, Walmart made some, but they got sued by Adidas. They had to stop making them, but Thank they made a, a fake version. Right. And they said, Oh yeah, the Yays are way more quality and sturdy. They should be for that much money, but they still Absolutely. made out of plastic and rubber. Now oh, hey, I'm just, just saying, praise, man. Nike. I'm just, 
Hey, are you trying Converse and all those other creatives? Man, look like futuristic genie shoes. But you got to, what'd you say? Man, genie came out of the bottle in 3030. You said they won't buy our stuff. And there's a prime example where they're buying our stuff. That's Adidas stuff. <laughs> Everything else you've been talking about being uh, belonging to Adidas and Nikes and and it, I know, but I never made the argument about who. I don't care who who owns none of this stuff. Oh no, 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 no! I'm, I'm <laughs> just talking about the uh, ugly shoe is an ugly it. shoe. That's the ugliest shoe I ever seen in my life, but, man. The, the and I can't believe when, anybody was spent. But you know, it goes back to the Jordan theory. You go back to you got a black, red, and white shoe that costs more than any other shoe. And you can't wear it to work. It don't match your. It don't even match blue jeans. But guess the difference between Jordan and Yeah. And they don't. You can't play basketball in them. What's the difference between Jordan and Yeah? Nothing. Music. Well, we've been sitting here talking right. about the whole time. Yeah, Kanye's doing it musically. If, if he Jordan wasn't who did. he was musically, would those shoes be selling the way they do? Would they be standing in line just like for the Yeet? I mean, for the Jordans, if it wasn't for music. You know, I. I I kind of wonder, like when he had those. Um, you remember the the Adidas, mm-hmm. uh, the joggers, the 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 Yeezy joggers that everybody liked, the kind of cloth, you know, with the rubber bottom. Yeah. That kind of was a design that Adidas already had. Mm. But when I look at this shoe, um, this particular technology, it's new, it's different. Right. This is you know futuristic. Right. Right. Now. When I see that, I have to wonder if this craze would not have happened, whether his name was attached to it or not. Like, I think he could have designed the shoe and not told anybody it was Kanye, and Adidas could have released a shoe that's this different and weird and gotten somebody else to endorse it. I don't think it had to be Kanye who designed it. I think any endorsement to get this shoe in front of people and put that price on it could sell that right now. Like you look at a time when Balenciagas with the great big souls selling for, for you know, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Uh And you got and and I had a homeboy tell me he's like, man, you know, these shoes right here, man, so heavy. So you know, it lets you know that they, even though they're a jogging shoe, they're not really made for jogging. Not really a practical shoe. So we're in an era where you can sell impracticality. Got to be different. And I think, you know, I'm wondering, could they have gotten away with this with somebody else's endorsement? May not have have had to have been Kanye. Like, could Wiz Khalifa have gotten away with pushing this shoe? Could could Pharrell have gotten away with pushing this particular shoe? Well, in in, in that regard, I think that um, because of who Ye is musically and as a person, the shoe has that level of success. Now, not to say if somebody like Pharrell or somebody else uh, wouldn't have had success from it, air quotes, Mm -hmm. but the level of success that it had, like you said, man, this is groundbreaking new associated with somebody. Right. I I get it. I get it. And if he designed that shoe, then that's part of the mystique of the package. You know, like, this is a dude... Yeah. Like you gotta think about it, man. Like I'm, I'm just gonna put it from, from outside of perspective. I'm looking at, as a citizen, you look at this guy who made this music. Okay, mm-hmm. he's weird, he's different, but he also designed this shoe. It's like, well, you know, he's kind of the um, Andy Warhol right now too. You know what I mean? 
Mm. So this is like this dude is making art. Mm. And sneaker, you know, sneaker heads don't just buy stuff to wear it. It's art. Every sneaker is a piece of art to a sneakerhead. And Kanye West is an artist. So part of the appeal, too, for this shoe that is ugly and impractical, but it's also, it's ugly as a shoe, but I think it's nice as a piece of art. And I think it's a very interesting artistic design. And I and, and from that perspective, I think I, I find it appealing. Artistically, I find it appealing. And it's comfortable. Is it? That's what they say? Oh, that's what they say. One, one version of yeah. it, they say you can play basketball. And- well, Crocs are comfortable. And so are flip-flops. Yeah. All the mother rubber shoes. Right, right. <laughs> you, know, somebody, you, right? you know it's going to be comfortable because it's made out of rubber. What else? You you know, every part of your shoe that's comfortable, guys, mostly the but part is of the... It, <laughs> is, it, is it rubber? It's some kind of foam or, you know, it's, right. some, it's something else, but I'm just I'm just messing around and giving okay. it the, you know, I was just I'm right. generalized. I'm overgeneralizing <laughs> here for the sake of, you know, brevity. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but yeah, but yeah, how did we go from a point where we wouldn't accept rappers' designs? Right. And, and ideas on shoe wear. It was kind of corny for a little while, you know? Pharrell's has had some good collabos too. He's, like people accept his designs a little bit, but not to the tune that they have with Kanye. Uh, uh, Birdman had a deal with Lugs. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, Funk Flex. All them had. Uh, and of course, you know Drake with the Jordan brand. Drake, right? Uh huh. Drake is newer. Yeah, we talked about Jay Z and Fifty Cent. Both of their deals were with Reebok. Mm hmm. Eminem had a little limited run with Nike. Swiss Beats had a run with Reebok. So we dropped, jumped how many years? We went from, what, 80s to the 2000s? Mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg had his deal with Adidas. And, of course, Kanye West started with Nike. Right. Wait a minute. We jumped from the 80s to the 2000s. Yeah, we got to the 2000s. We started talking about the Air Force Ones with Nelly. On, oh, you're talking, well, oh, you're on talking about On this list just now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was 2000. The earliest one I see is 50 Cent and Reebok and Jay-Z and Reebok. That's when the sneaker deal came back. Wow. It was, um, I don't think anybody else was paid to really, I don't see anything yet. You know right. what I'm saying? Wow. Nothing of relevance. Yeah, That's nothing of relevance. It's run DMC and, and then the next one. Right, it's like you see what I'm saying. I know it was a time lapse in there for yeah, the, you know. And this. then when this did happen, like there's joints, you know, like they they were limited run, you know, like there was a time period too where as important as sneakers had been in hip hop, they got frowned upon in the clubs for a little while, mm-hmm. which led to the Tim being kind of like the compromise. Between, you know, that's like, for most guys, they're like, okay, this is non-athletic as I'm going to go with some Timberlands. They don't want to be out there in the hard bottoms, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, but shoot, the hard bottoms had their place in hip-hop just because hip-hop had its place in the club. So there were a lot of other shoes in the club that weren't sneakers. Mm-hmm. That when it's time to get fly dudes, they always put on sneakers, you know? That's where your wallabies and your um and all this other stuff came in, your ballies and and your Stacey Adams even, you know. 
Shoot, I had some Stacy Adams sneakers before. Now that I think about it, mm-hmm. but Stacy Adams, you know, that's you know nationwide. Yeah, man, there's so many pairs of Stacy Adams in clubs all over the country, and then that's that's not a new occurrence. Like I say, everybody didn't come into the club to 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 pop and lock all night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that didn't mean they didn't enjoy hip hop either. We made a lot of money. Hip hop has made a lot of money for shoe companies, man. The sneaker game is so much bigger than athletics. Like it's not just basketball players are not the only people that made basketball shoes hot as they are. Right. You know, like think about this. The sneaker game, a sneaker has a job, as do other shoes, as do cowboy boots. Cowboy boots are for riding horses and whatnot. (laughs) And whatnot. Sneakers are for playing sports and whatnot. Work boots are for doing construction and whatnot. Mm -hmm. At some point, people decided that this is going to be the uniform for our club, our hip-hopping. And somebody decided sneakers for athletics and work boots. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Were appropriate attire. Right. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no why, you know. The, we don't I do cowboy sneakers, boots. I'm glad sneakers, that never happened. <laughs> sneakers was uh, such a major part because, you know, some people back then took break dancing like it was a sport. Yeah, it was a daggone sport. What are you talking about, man? You can't See do that I mean? in no other shoe. <laughs> See? You know, See? like, I, I can't even imagine Tim's being out back then. I would have no, hated no, that. No, you could. You, Tim's wouldn't have Trying to whip some whims, there. some Tim's no. around doing a windmill, man. I'd better knock somebody out. It definitely would not have survived back then. Yeah, they feel like roller skates yeah. on your feet. Or, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something real, real heavy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But as it, it's crazy how it has evolved, and you know, and how how much of a hold um, they have on each other, you know. Yeah. But but you know, it's it's a part of the culture. Yeah, and now and now we accept when a rapper makes you know makes some shoes. It's probably a good time for you know if somebody could really come out with a good shoe line, a rapper could probably come out with a shoe line right now. You mm. know. But like I said, they take you got to make shoes in a different kind of quality than you could throw some jeans at me or a baseball hat or something like that. You come at me with some shoes and they ain't right, man. Like dudes are not That's messing with shoes that you know you can't have no awful stitching and all of that stuff. Everything <laughs> right. got to be right with shoes, man. You know you can't mess around with the shoes. The glue got to be right, all that. So you know, not a lot of people are willing to put the the time and effort it takes to make a quality shoe. And it shows through the years. Which is why nobody's done it, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, yay. Shout out yay, man. Uh, yeah, shout out yay, man. It made a quality shoe. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I would I would argue that, you know, when you look at those, those um, like the the Yeezy regular joggers, not even the rubber, the rubber foamy ones. You talking about none of that? That's just, what you call the shoe, the joggers. I, I think you're talking about I, the pants. I like think that. the no, I think the foam shoes are jogging shoes too, but mm. you know they were called runners or joggers or something. But but he also had the the cloth ones, just good work. You know what I'm saying? And practical, something that you can actually use and wear for a long time. People, I see why people rock with that. It helped you know? catapult. Where his his worth now? Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, so it, it, it lets you know that that this is possible now. You Fast. know what I'm saying? So on that note, coming next, the Cap City Clogs. <laughs> Making them out of wood. By hand. And DL going to carve them. Each pair. Out of Carolina pine. And your foot never come out of them because pine got sticky tar on the inside to keep your foot in place. Absolutely. Indeed. Take and, pre-sales now. Pre-sales now. Give them the info, DL. We're going to get out of here. Catch us on wherever you get your podcasts. Or check out all the episodes on OverHearTV.com. Right on. So we out of here. It's Capital City. My name's Capital J. And I'm DL Glass. Later. This is Capital City with Capital J.